0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and
1: explore the mystery that is, the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood.
0: And my name is Buddy Wood. And last episode, we started a study of Christ's Sermon on the Mount, and we discussed the instructions that the Lord gave His disciples regarding the Kingdom of God. This is episode 21, and and it is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. In chapter 13 of our book, entitled Kingdom of God, Denise did not include a complete study on the Sermon of the Mount, but we feel that it is necessary to discuss it at this time.
1: So last episode, we covered Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 16. In those verses, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he describes the attitude and behavior of one who is able to enter into the kingdom of God. He also informs them that those who enter in will be reviled and persecuted by the ones who love religion more than the Spirit of God.
0: You know, and I've had firsthand uh, experiences with (laughs) that. Yes, you have.
1: (laughs) And lastly, Christ gave his disciples an admonishment and let them know how serious their calling was and that God's intended purpose for them was to shine spiritual light to the world so that all men would see their works and glorify God. And to keep things in perspective the works are the actions of God flowing through the disciples like the works of Christ Now we'll continue with Matthew chapter 5 verses 17 through 48 In these verses Christ is clarifying some laws of Moses that were taught to the disciples during their youth The Lord is also stressing how important the disciples' relationships are with each other and how it is necessary for them to reside in peace. In verse 17, Christ says that He has not come to destroy the law and prophets, but to fulfill, and that nothing shall pass away from the law until all be fulfilled. Jesus says, Therefore, whosoever shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach others to break them shall be least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do them and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Christ is not talking about the laws of Moses here. He is referring to the Ten Commandments. And Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven helps to clarify this. The passage reads that a lawyer came to Christ and asked him a question. He said, What is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, or in other words, the least of these two commandments, is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Christ said that on these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. So in Matthew 5.19, Christ is saying, That if a disciple teaches others that it is not that important to observe the second or least commandment, which involves loving others as much as you love yourself, then they would be considered least in the kingdom of heaven. The religious leaders kept the laws perfectly, but they had no true righteousness because they did not know God. If they had, they would have repented and honored Christ. Next, in Matthew 5.21, Jesus is clarifying one of the Ten Commandments. He says that it is said of old time, you shall not kill. And Christ lets them know that in the kingdom of God, it is not the physical act only. But if you are angry with your brother without a cause, you are in danger of the same judgment as if you had physically killed him. Furthermore, if you say to your brother, Raka, which means worthless, you are in danger of the council, but if you say, thou fool or stupid idiot, you are in danger of hellfire. Christ is talking about the relationship among the disciples when he uses the term brother. In the book of Mark, Jesus defines who your brother is. Christ says, your brother, mother, and sister is anyone who does the will of my Father. In Matthew 5, verses 23 through 26. Jesus stresses the importance of peace with your brother when he says, if you are bringing a gift to the altar and you remember that your brother has bad feelings towards you, leave the gift and go reconcile first with your brother and then return and give your gift to God. Then Christ says, agree with your rival right away when you have a conflict. Work it out. Otherwise, it will escalate and lead to being delivered to the judge, being cast into prison, and will cost you all you have to get set free. I think of this more in terms of spiritual turmoil that occurs when we strive with a brother. It grieves God and definitely leads to the peace being lifted. And if not dealt with immediately, it opens the door for darkness to bring torment to the soul. So notice how Christ is really focusing on the disciples' relationships with each other. He knows that it is easier to humble oneself before God and accomplish the greater commandment. However, the second or lesser commandment is the hard one. Humbling oneself to a brother is often hard for humans to do. And why? Because of pride, which is opposite of the attitude of humility that is necessary to enter the kingdom of God. And we will see that later when we study the disciples. They really struggled with this. And I also noticed this when I was in the Christian church, that there was so much competition and jealousy among the members. Now, in verse 27 through 30, Christ is clarifying another one of the Ten Commandments when he says, You've heard it said of them of old time, that you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looks at a woman to lust after her is committing adultery in his heart already. Therefore, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out and throw it away. If your right hand is offending you, cut it off. For it is better for a part of your body to perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. This is serious stuff. And Christ used shocking analogies to let his disciples know that moral integrity is of utmost importance for those who will enter into the kingdom of God. In the kingdom that Christ preached, it is not only your actions, but your thoughts as well. So I want to stop and recap. Christ is telling his disciples, and like we mentioned earlier, the disciples are the men who men and women, by the way, who are called by Christ and answered the call. Jesus is telling them that if they lose their savor as salt of the earth, if they degrade their brother, brother being defined as a person who is doing the will of the Father, if they are looking at women as sexual objects and fantasizing, they will be cast out and are in danger of hellfire. This is is some serious stuff that our Lord Jesus Christ taught to his disciples, not to the people of the world, but to those dedicated followers. And once again, I want to ask the question, is this being taught by the Christian religion as they go out into the world to make disciples of all nations?
0: No, it's not at all. They're teaching them the the teachings of Paul. Uh, they have completely walked away from the the uh, teachings of Christ uh, a long time ago.
1: I agree. Yeah. The last thing I'll talk about this episode are verses 31 and 32. It's about divorce. Like I shared in my story in an earlier episode, I went through a divorce. I was in my mid-20s. I was a dedicated Christian who went to church three times a week, and although I was married to a non-believer, and my marriage had serious problems. I was in it for life. End of subject, even when I found out that my husband was stealing money from our account to buy drugs. Jesus says it plainly in Matthew 32 that I could never remarry or I am committing adultery. I believed it. The teaching was ingrained in me from my youth. I was determined to go down with the ship in order to obey the teachings of Christ. And after months of God trying to lead me to safety, my eyes were finally opened one day when my ex-husband began to threaten to kill me and our children. I had been so ingrained in my Christian doctrine that I would not believe when God was saying, I want to set you free. God practically had to shout this one to me. He said, I did not put these words in the Bible to keep innocent victims trapped in in a horrible situation. Christ was addressing the law of Moses that was being misused by his people. So let's take a look at the law of Moses regarding divorce. Deuteronomy 24.3 says that if a man has taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some uncleanness in her, then let him give her a writing of divorcement, put it in her hand, and send her out of his house. So in Matthew 5, 31, Christ says that it has been said that whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. Here Jesus is quoting the law of Moses. And then Christ says, but I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife except for fornication causes her to commit adultery, and whosoever marries her that is divorced, commits adultery. In these two verses, Christ not only quotes the law of Moses, but then he lets the disciples know that God is not in on Moses's law. What was happening was the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes were using that law liberally to wife swap and teaching the people that it was okay to do that. As their wives got older, they were trading the men on younger women, and it had become a cultural norm for them. Their wives were being put out on the street and left for homeless after having faithfully served in their homes for decades. Christ was addressing this heartless act towards women and letting his disciples know that this law of Moses will not be practiced by those who want to enter into the kingdom of God
0: there you go you know it's and at the end of the day you know it's love is the fulfillment of the law if you love your brother you're not going to do ugly things to him if you love your brother you're going to keep your promise if if you love your neighbor you're going to treat him like you treat yourself and so it's love at the end of the day it's simply love That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.